Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series from canvas to screen on select Saturdays in March. Enjoy a film that captures the drama and beauty of some of history's most celebrated works of art, including Metropolis, Days of Heaven, and Marie Antoinette at NortonSimon.org. Support comes from Pasadena Playhouse, presenting One of the Good Ones. Meet your new favorite family in this laugh-out-loud, heartfelt story from Gloria Calderon-Kellett, the co-creator and showrunner of Netflix's One Day at a Time. Tickets at PasadenaPlayhouse.org. LAS Studios. I'm a lucky actor. Like I have made an entire career out of acting. So if this has been my experience, it's that much worse for everybody else who are just trying to break into the industry. This is How to LA, the podcast that helps you navigate all the things happening in our city. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Hollywood is at a standstill right now, with first screenwriters and now actors out on strike. Every day, union members are picketing outside studios. Netflix, Warner Brothers, Paramount, Disney, they're sporting their SAG and WGA t-shirts with sun hats in the summer heat. And they're calling for things like wage increases that take inflation into account, protections against artificial intelligence being used to replace actors, and a share in revenue for streaming content. One actor who's been out there is Sarah Ramos. You might know her from her roles as a teenager in shows like Parenthood, or more recently, Winning Time on HBO, and The Bear on Hulu. She started acting professionally at age 10. I like to say that my origin story took place on a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen cruise. I was a huge fan of the twins and watched all their VHSs. And I met the twins and thought, wow, I need to be more like them. I need to act. I can be a star. During the pandemic, Sarah got more involved with SAG-AFTRA, the actors' union, and joined the negotiating committee, volunteering her time to work with other union members and SAG lawyers, preparing for contract negotiations between the union and the AMPTP, which represents film and TV studios and streamers. We're at a necessary crossroads, you know? We couldn't keep going the way that we were. I think that's really the fact of the matter. And we all, everybody I know, wants to have a sustainable industry where we can all pay our rent and we can afford to put the love and energy into this job that it requires. It's a demanding job. And while I don't know what the future holds, I think this has been a long time coming. A big issue for Sarah is the amount of time and resources actors are now expected to spend recording themselves for auditions. They're called self-taped auditions or self-tapes. Sarah says self-taped auditions started about 10 years ago, but became the norm during the pandemic. And auditioning in person is now much less common. We did our part in keeping the industry afloat during the pandemic. And we bought ring lights and we bought tripods and we got backdrops. And part of the issue is that 
now that casting directors don't have to be there when we audition, the studios, because that's who this is really about. It's not between the cast. The casting director is really the middleman between the studios and the actor. Um, the studios have no limit to what they can request. They might send you 12 pages. So what's on the negotiating table now is that self-tapes are completely unregulated. This is a quote unquote new practice. And again, because it costs the producers nothing, they can ask for the moon. They could ask you to film the entire script and what do they care it's it's my time are they is this paid time well uh it's an interesting question because no Mm. um although we do a lot of people don't know that we have a clause in our sag after contract going back to 1947 that says auditions should be paid a half day's rate for every audition that you don't book, but that is, you know, a whole separate question, but I appreciate you asking that. Mm. So right now this is all unpaid labor, despite that clause in the contract. So they can ask you, they could ask you to do the whole script. Sometimes they do ask a guest star actor to do every scene that they appear in, in the episode to audition with that. So that could be 12, 15 pages. It could be Friday at 3 p.m. They send you 15 pages and they say it's due Monday at 10 a.m. And there goes your weekend. Mm-hmm. There go you have to scramble. You have to be learning. It's a it's a mess. So on the negotiating table are regulations for self tapes. Hi, I saw you on the boat in the plane. Sarah has posted some of her self-tapes on Instagram, sometimes editing herself into a role she didn't get or just posting the entire thing, like she did for her White Lotus audition. Where'd you meet him? Uh, through friends. Not Raya. Raya? (laughs) No. How long was the engagement? Oh, we actually just met last September. I should clarify, that is not a typical self-tape. I would not do that for almost anyone but Mike White, who is my favorite writer aside from Taylor Swift. And before White Lotus came out, I was like, what can I do to make this be seen? Because a huge part of the other issue with self-tapes is, is anybody watching these? Like we spend all of this time working on 15 pages and then you get completely ghosted and everyone is feeling it. Like if you talk to actors, like there are people who really like self-tapes. I honestly like self-tapes. I don't like leaving my house, but unregulated, this is a strain on our resources, a strain on our community. And it's, it's untenable. Coming up, more of my conversation with Sarah Ramos about the actor strike. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series from canvas to screen, capturing the drama and beauty of some of history's most celebrated works of art. Films include Metropolis by Fritz Lang, Days of Heaven by Terrence Malick, and Marie Antoinette by Sofia Coppola. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on consecutive Saturdays now through March 30th. More information at nortonsimon.org. 
Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Water and Power, which reminds customers to protect themselves from fraud. Remember, PWP will never request payment over the phone, mention specific bill amounts, demand to enter your home, or require immediate payment through third-party apps or websites. Verify communications by calling customer service directly or viewing the latest fraud alerts at pwpweb.com fraud. Welcome back to How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. Let's get back to my conversation with Sarah Ramos. I asked her about another issue we've been hearing about when it comes to the actor strike, residuals from streaming content. Before the streaming era, actors can make a living or at least get a needed financial boost from residual checks for reruns or DVD purchases. But actors like Mandy Moore, one of the stars from the NBC series This Is Us, have revealed that they've gotten checks for pennies when their shows have been included on streaming services. Because of that, actors are proposing that they get a cut of the revenue generated by streaming content. SAG-AFTRA is calling for an overhaul of the residuals format in large part by creating a new payment system that's streaming revenue sharing. Uh, Because unlike traditional television, Streaming doesn't rely on advertising revenue, or at least didn't, because now their streamers are, in addition to subscriptions, also going to have ads on them. But it's broken off from this old business model where a show would be made and aired. And then if they wanted to re-air the show or they wanted to sell it to cable or sell it internationally or send it out to DVD, they would have to pay the performers and the workers who helped make that show. And now with streaming, it just lives on the platform and they just put it up there for as long as they want until they feel like deleting it. And our initial compensation covers, I believe like 13 weeks or something, which is crazy when you think about it, because on traditional television, you got one airing for your initial compensation and then a residual would kick in. Now we have at least 13 weeks. Um, And I brought up advertising revenue because that is where the transparency came from, where an advertiser isn't going to pay NBC or ABC or whatever, what ABC says, oh, pay us $10 million to air your commercial. They're going to be like, well, why? Show me how many people are going to be viewing it and what I'm getting in return for that money. And now that the shows just live on streaming platforms and they don't have to tell advertisers how many people they're viewing it, we don't know anything. They're guarding that data so closely and we are getting paid less and less and we're not sharing evenly in the profits. I want to get myself in the seat of the audience, right? And who loves to watch Netflix shows? Um, Who loves TV? Who loves movies? What do we do to kind of like support actors and writers in this moment? But, you know, folks aren't really sure how to do that, you know? Yeah, um, I think that's a good question. I, you know, to hearken back to my origin story again, I started as a fan. I'm a pop culture obsessive. I really believe in the power of fandom. You know, we've seen K-pop fans organize. 
you know, the Swifties have untold power. Um, and I would love to see the fans organizing to support fair pay for the entertainers that they love. I, they are so powerful. I wouldn't want to, you know, lead them in the wrong direction off the top of my head, but I think we should all strategize together and think, okay, what? how can we harness the fans' power here? Um, and I also like to say to my friend Jazz, who loves watching TV, she watches every show that's known to man. I tell her, Jazz, the studios are blaming you for this situation that we're in because we, SAG after we say, you producers unilaterally changed the industry from a television business model that made sense to the streaming business model that is not working. You did that. And the studios respond back to us, oh, no, no, no. The consumers, their tastes changed. They want to see shorter seasons and fewer seasons of a show. And I tell Jazz, Jazz, look, they blamed you. And Jazz is so upset. She says, I don't want to see shorter seasons. I want 22 episodes of a sitcom all the live long day. I can't be attaching to these characters and then have them ripped away. I mean, what's even the point of getting engaged in a 10 episode show? So I think that consumers have a lot of power here and the fans should let their desires be known. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your experience. Appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for having me. Sarah Ramos is an actor, writer, and director, and she's also a member of sag Actress Negotiating Committee. We'll be bringing you more stories about the Hollywood strikes in the upcoming days. You can always check for the latest news on Elias.com. Tomorrow, we're back with Elias food editor, Gob Shabron, and bring you some more grub. I'm excited to share this with y'all because this episode has been in the making for a hot minute, and it's about my favorite sweets in the world. Conchas! Bring your appetite, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. Hey, it's Brian, the host of the How to LA podcast. How about we go to the movies? Join us for a 10-part series, Revival House, and discover the magic of L.A.'s indie theaters. Who knows? You might meet someone. I know it sounds antithetical because you're just sitting passively, but in fact, you're connecting with everyone else around you. Subscribe to How to L.A. from L.A. Studios wherever you listen to podcasts.